Hey, welcome back guys. It is Friday night. I hope you've had a wonderful day. I know I did. I was actually off today, so I rested up, just kicked back, kept my feet kicked up most of the day and did a whole lot of nothing. Hey, Mom Waters, glad to see you. So I hope you were able to do the same. If not just the same, I still hope you had a wonderful and relaxing day, just full of blessings, uh, signs, wonders, and miracles, right? Um, let me get the iPad going so I can see better when everybody comes in. I always like to see that. All right, tonight's lesson. It's Friday. We made it through another week, y'all. I just feel so blessed and wonderful. If you're listening to this on the replay, thank you so much for taking the time to do that. Those of you that are with me normally Monday through Friday on GDT time, welcome back. How y'all doing out there? If you're listening to this on one of the podcast outlets, thank you so much for doing that. And make sure you click the follow and subscribe over there. So let's not tarry. Let's get into it right so as I was going through putting this lesson together right you guys that have been with me for a while know I always like to have what I call my pieces of confirmation right so as I'm going through I get my last piece just before I come on as I'm going through my email right because tonight we're talking about meek not weak right the importance of taking your problems to God and sometimes when we have a problem, admitting to that problem, you know, admitting that we're going through something that, you know, our, our own human strength can't help us with whatever the problem is, we may feel weak, right? We may feel a weakness there. Also, if it requires us, you know, seeking outside help, right? Going out for therapy, counseling, whatever it is, maybe telling a family member, look, I'm going through this and I really need some help with it, right? Sometimes that can put us in a position of feeling weak. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight meek not weak the importance of taking your problems to God right and as I was putting this together uh, you know like I said I scrolled through my email real quick did a quick uh, check and I came across an email those of you that saw last night's broadcast know I was talking about um, an organization here it goes by the name of Elijah rising and they work against brothel sex trafficking right human trafficking wonderful wonderful organization and they actually partner with the church um, that I'm a member of right so I'm going through and I'm looking I see an email for them and one of the things that they're combating now is a sex robot brothel and you may say well Tora what does that have to do with tonight's lesson well as I read through this email you know that just really conveyed this lesson of admitting we have problems right that that human interaction of putting ourselves out there and first acknowledging I have a problem and by reading through this email you know I'm like man now people you know, not even that human interaction. Now it's robot interaction. And then that also reminded me, you know, of these robots that we walk around with, you know, in our pockets, in our hands that make it so easy. You know, we may be going, we may read a, a Twitter post. We may read a Facebook post and be going through that same problem, right? But because of not wanting to feel weak, we as keyboard, I like to call it keyboard activists, keyboard gangsters. Hey, sister-in-law, sometimes, um, you know, these robots that we have in our pockets will cause us not to even be sympathetic, show empathy to that person, but instead say something mean, right? But actually knowing deep in our heart, in our mind, man, I have the same problem. I wish I could speak out, but I can't show weakness. I got to be tough, you know? Let me just say something counteractive, counterproductive against this. Glad to see you, sister-in-law. As opposed 
opposed to showing empathy, showing sympathy, right? That human connection, right? Not letting anybody know, oh, you know, I can't look weak about this. So that's what we're talking about tonight. Meek, not weak. And as I read through this article, for those just coming in, hey, sister-in-law, I was talking about an email that I just received um, earlier. You know, last night I was talking about... Um, the Elijah Rising group, right? Well, I get an email from them and the email is titled, Why a Sex Robot Brothel Won't Solve the Human Trafficking Problem in the City of Houston. Well, lucky city of Houston as uh, possibly being the first city to receive one of these, right? The company's based out of Toronto, right? You can uh, rent these robots by the hour. But again, that said to me, as I put this t lesson together, that's a weakness, that's a problem, right and, and, and whoo and as i read through this right some of the 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 rationalization that people are using you know people um a professor of the et ethics and culture of robots his explanation is uh levy proposes that sex robots could help to reduce prostitution However, studies have found that the introduction of new technology supports and contributes to the expansion of the sex industry. So all of this just leaves me uh, scratching my head, right, saying this is a problem. People have problems. People have weaknesses, right? This is a serious, uh, serious problem here. And the more that I read through it, I came down to the end of it, and there was a portion of their third point in their blog, on the Elijah Rising blog says, this is the church's problem too. Uh, and I'm just going to go through it real quick. It says, we are in the midst of hashtag church too and sexual abuse sweeping through churches around the world. The rise in pornography use among Christians is staggering, and it leads to the hidden issue of abuse within our congregations. If we stand idly by, as Houston is named the first in the nation to receive one of these robot brothels, what will we tolerate next? The issue in the realm of hypersexual culture are not so far removed from what God is calling us to stand for. I mean, that's a, a powerful powerful peace you know that they've put in there and they're using the hashtag church too right this is a problem this is a weakness this is something that seriously needs uh, to be dealt with and so after I uh, come off of here I'm actually gonna get with them and um, see how I can get the information actually put over um, on my website because we may look at this and say you know as the ad says uh as the blog says if we stand idly by as houston is named the first in the nation what will we tolerate next and we may say well that's not my city yet well we know all it takes is one uh city or state to get on board and then it's just like that ripple effect boom 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 the same way you know weakness can be looked at and almost you know turn into a ripple effect so let's get into it meek not weak the importance of taking your problems to God, right? So let's frame it first here. Meek itself in the definition means the fact or condition of being meek or uh, submissiveness. Now the King James tells us meek is mild of temper, soft, gentle, not easily provoked or irritated, yielding, giving to forbearance under injuries, right? Let's look at weak real quick, because sometimes it's important to put the definitions there to frame it, because um, a lot, you know, a lot of times we can go through 
life and be like, oh, I never knew that's what that word really meant. Uh, not using things in the proper context, not applying things properly, right? Um, also, let's look at weak. The state or condition of lacking strength. King James tells us having little physical strength, feeble, not able to bear a great weight, not having full conviction or confidence, right? So a huge difference in those two words. Hey, Julie B., a, a huge difference in those two words, meek and weak, right? One uh, is sub submissiveness. The other, a lack of strength, right? Uh, willpower, full conviction, or, or confidence. So sometimes we often, you know, like to hide our pain, Um under that, right? We like to hide it behind that shield. Uh, and it, when we do that, you know, it's because of a weakness, right? A weakness to admit first there is a problem, a weakness of feeling that we're going to feel less than or maybe exposed if we put it out there and let someone else know, hey, this is what I'm going through right now. Uh, this is a weakness that I need help with, right? But we know when we hide that pain, that never solves the problem. That usually makes the infection just grow bigger and bigger, right? Right? And we know it can branch off in different ways. Like when cancer comes in, people will start out with it in one portion of their body, but then it starts to spread out, right? We see it and hear about it all the time, right? So in order to fix a problem, we must first admit there's a problem. This is a problem, right? This is what's wrong in my life. And this is not how any of this should work, right? So then from there, you know, in actuality, we should be saying, Lord, okay, at this point, give me the direction. What way should I go with this problem? Point me in the direction. Guide me where I need to be going, right? But we hide our hurt for many, many different reasons. And just to go through a few, hey, Miss Karen, glad to see you. Just to go through a few of them, um, hiding our hurt and weaknesses, right? We don't want to feel unworthy are worthless, right? The same way when I kept, you know, for many, like I said last night, you know, I didn't speak out until 27, being molested from six and a half to 16 and a half, then raped at 17, but I didn't speak out about the molestation that was going on behind the scenes, behind closed doors for all those years until I was 27, right? Feeling unworthy, worthless, right? Um, another thing that could come out of it, hiding our hurt, uh, disapproved of, invalidated, or rejected. I didn't want to be rejected by my family. I didn't want to be looked down on, right? Um, another reason, not listened to or understood, which we know is a huge one, especially with the movement of, you know, all of this uh, what's done in the dark coming to the light these days, right? People being exposed for things that happened many, many years ago. Hey, Shay, thank you for those super hearts, sister. Um, being exposed for so many things, you feel like, well, nobody's going to listen to me. Nobody wants to hear this problem. I'm just going to suffer through it. Let me hide it and just, you know, just... Let me just keep it under wraps, right? Um, you may feel invisible, right? Hey, see, come on now, Miss Karen. Girl, you got cameras up in here. I think Miss Karen, because that was next on my list. You, it may make you, you may hide it because you feel like a non-entity. You feel invisible, like nobody sees me anyway. Nobody cares. And that brings to mind a statement. Um, I received an email from a coworker 
And she says, this officially confirms that I do not exist. So I'm like, what's she talking about? So I scroll to the bottom of the email chain, right? So she emails somebody and she says, hey, thanks, you know, blah, 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 blah. Well, the person responds back, um, oh, you're welcome, but use the wrong name, right? Use somebody else's name. Didn't he? You know, I don't know whether it was just moving too fast, but to her, she took that as, yelp. This right here officially confirms that confirms that I'm invisible, that I do not even exist. The person couldn't even say thank you back to the right person in the email, right? And that, that really just kind of tugged on my heartstrings like, wow, that's deep, man. You, wow, wow, you know? Um, Another reason, hiding hurt, uh, feeling unloved, not cared about, not wanted, right? Um, insulted, disparaged, disrespected, distrusted, devalued, discounted. You know, you come along and you're telling people, look, this is what I'm feeling. And what's the response we get a lot of the time? Girl, that's not as bad as so-and-so. Or you know what? You know, that's not that bad. Well, what you complaining about? So-and-so's going through this. So-and-so going, you know, people can easily um try and devalidate what we're going through the feelings the emotions instead of saying you know what i don't know i haven't had that experience but as a human as a christian as a god-loving soul you know what i'm gonna turn on my empathy right now and just listen and have that empathy that you need even though i haven't experienced what you went through right um, you may feel aggressed against that people or you feel guilty like it's your fault. Exactly. You're one of the things I went through with the abuse. But then, uh, you know, as I grew older, I'm like, uh-uh. I had nothing to do with the fact that a grown man could look at a six-year-old and find some sexual gratification in that. I had nothing to do with that. We can easily have our mind trick us to make us feel like it's our fault, right? Um uh, uh, other reasons we hide is feel, to feel slow, stupid, foolish, silly. Well, you know what? This is a silly little problem. You know, I'm just going to I'm just going to hide this. It's really hurting me, but I'm just going to hide it under here, right? You may feel defenseless. If, if you speak out, how are you going to defend yourself against it? Like everybody is going to come after you, right? Another big one, undeserving of time, attention, and recognition. You just feel like, you know what? I I don't deserve, you know, I don't deserve, I don't need this attention. I don't deserve this, you know. Everything else is more important than how I truly feel. Everything else is more important than the weakness, the problem that I have right now. Or a really huge last set of this is the guilt, the shame, right? Um, or you may just feel like I am really a bad person. There are some people I've heard outwardly take on and say, I'm just a bad person. I ain't no good. And I, oh wait. And the more I've studied the word and got into it, it's like, you're just speaking something over your life. You're just taking on that claim, you know, just putting it out there. I'm just no good. I'm worthless. And that's not how any of this works. Right? So whether it's because, right, disassociating it's so many things right and another one of the reasons you know that I didn't mention with being on last night I know how I felt all those years putting myself in isolation with all of these feelings with using a lot um, if not most, if not all of these reasons to hide my hurt, right? To hide my pain. So when I come on, you know, it's because I don't want anybody sitting going through this Friday nights. Um, 
you know, are really important to me because I know the weekend is coming up. And that's the time when a lot of people don't, you know, they're introverts. They become very withdrawn. And other than leaving the house to go to work, um, to get money to come in, you know, to pay the bills, to sustain themselves, if it were not for that, they wouldn't leave the house. They don't have friends. They don't have people, you know, that they associate with. They just come withdrawn. And then those feelings of loneliness, you know, creep in on the weekend. So Friday nights are very important to me because it's to try and fill in that gap, to stand in that gap, to say, you're not alone. There's somebody that's been there, done that. I'm somebody that can truly say, I know how you feel, right? So that's why, um, you know, Fridays are really important to try and get in, especially since I don't come on on Saturday or Sunday for anybody that may be going through any of those feelings or emotions, right? But, you know, whether it's because of pride, shame, um, or what it is, the pain eats can easily eat away with us, right? Until we bring to light those hidden hurts, until they're surfaced up, the healing process cannot begin, right? And we have to remind ourselves, you know what? There is no pain that God can't help to heal. There's no pain that he can't take and, and bring that comfort to help for, you know, towards glorifying him. You know, he wants to be glorified. So to have the opportunity to come out and bring you from broken busted and disgusted and the people to be like, well, how in the world? And for you to say, but God, but God to glorify him, right? Hey, Mel, glad to see you. Uh, uh, so that's how this works, right? And so the Bible gives us many, um, situations of guidance and reasons why it's important to take these helps, uh, and these hurts to the Lord, right? Meek, not weak. The importance of taking our problems to God, right? Um, again here before we get into those but there's so again that list of reasons could just go on and on and on you know the reasons that we become almost persistent sometimes i have to hide this at no cost whatever it takes by any means necessary to hide or disguise emotional pain right the, the and behind that that comes it's like a big wave it's like a um you know, if you're in a boat or if you're on the water, they call it a wake, right? In the wake of negative beliefs that come on us, in the wake of all these emotions and feelings that we're trying to hide, right? Um, but the one thing, if you look at all of them and no matter, you can tie it all in, it's all fear induced. It's all fear. If you really look at it and break it down, right? Fear um, that if exposed, it would make us look weak to others, right? Make us feel weak, make us feel powerless, open, vulnerable, right? And, and I stand here to say, that's a good thing. Because you're at that point where you can say, I'm ready to heal. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired of feeling like this. You're bringing it to the surface. You're bringing it to the light, right? We assume by disclosing, you know, our feelings, um, you know, that... <laughs> Some people even to the extent of feeling that they're betraying the feelings, right? Uh, being susceptible to those, right? May feel like, man, this going to put me one down instead of one up. Because so many people, because of the flesh, we always have to feel like we one up, right? But And exposing that we have a weakness, that we have a fault, may make us feel, oh, man, 
They gonna look at me then less day and I'm trying to get one up on a brother or a sister, but this gonna make me feel like I'm going down, right? Um, and, and it may place feel like it places us in positions and places where people can come in and exploit or take advantage of us, right? And then before I go into the different steps, now let's look here because a lot of this can also be tied in and related with sexual differences. What I mean, male, female, right? Men are less likely um, to avoid divulging, you know, those feelings when they're hurt, when they're wounded, uh, when they have a weakness, when there's something that they truly want to bring to light, something that they truly want to get help with because of that sense of masculinity, right? They don't want anything to come in and come against that, right? They may have been made fun of, you know, as kids for whimpering or weeping, you know, or, you know, falling out. A lot of the times, um, you know, tagged as sissies or wimps or punks, you know, uh, you hear it all the time, but I'm seeing more and more people, uh, men coming forward and saying, I don't care what you call me. I'm not going to keep this inside. This is how I'm feeling. This is what's going on. This is what happened to me, right? Being able to divulge that, right? That, that soft side, uh, <laughs> because a lot of the times it keeps them, they have to keep a, you know, stern outer, um, Outer presence, you know, keeping a stiff upper lip, as they say, and by no circumstance, you know, showing that tender emotional side, right? Because it may just tax their backbone a little bit and tap into that emotional strength. Now, women... Um, are more likely to worry, you know, and disclose any type of emotional stress because they may be considered, oh, you too thin-skinned, you too nagging, you know, you a crybaby, you too sensitive, right? And things like that add insult to injury uh, when it comes to that. You may be, uh, be afraid of openly letting out the hurt on, and feel like it may become infectious. Well, if I say something about it, it's going to make this person upset. It's going to make this person upset, right? You feel like like if you speak out, if you show emotion, that it's going to become infectious. And by speaking out for the weakness, for the pain, for the hurt that you have, it's going to infect somebody else, right? There may be that fear that others won't don't or can't understand why there's so much pain, right? They may not, you see, may be in that fear that they may not grasp the magnitude of what you're feeling or what you're going through, right? And we don't trust that others will respond. Um, you know, to our open heart and you're like, you finally get, you're like, okay, I'm just going to put all this out here. But we have that fear that people may not respond with that open heartedness, you know, in that caring, that support, you know, that safeguard, that validation, right? To say, you know what? I haven't been through this, but I'm here, right? Let's figure out how to get you some help for this problem now that I know you have that problem, right? But uh, we even so welcome to those coming in. We may not even trust ourselves successfully to be able to even cope with the responses that come back from whatever it is that we're trying to hide, whatever we feel it is, um that our weakness is, right? We will not, it's that deep-rooted fear. Man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle what about the backlash. We start thinking miles and miles ahead. So maybe I should just keep hiding it, right? We put ourselves in a self-protective mode. I'm just going to create my own little bubble right here, and, and, and I'm going to protect myself at all costs, right? Not giving anybody the opportunity to make me feel worse than I already do. So let's look at six reasons here, right? In the important of bringing your problems to God. The first one is God knows. 
right? If we look at Hebrews 4 and 13, nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. He's not pushy. He's just, well, he already knows, right? He knew long ahead that I was going to go through the molestation, the bullying, the abuse. He knew long ahead that you was going to marry Joe Blow and go through what you went through, right? He knew long ahead that you was going to take on that job and go through everything that you're going through, all the trials, tribulations, right? He already knows, but he's just waiting on us to say, Lord, this is a problem. My human strength, my human ability cannot fix this. These weaknesses, this hurt, this pain that I'm dealing with. God knows, right? The second one, God cares. If you look at uh, 1 John 4, 8 and 10, God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. He cares. He paid the ultimate price, right? When you look at it, it just, oh, you can't help but say, mm. but God, you know what? Let me take this problem to him because I'm at the point where me, myself, and I, we cannot go any further. The third one, right? God provides. Philippians 4, 19. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ. Don't let that word riches trip you up. It's not just talking about financial riches. To the riches of his glory in Christ. Christ, right? It's so many different things. That's a whole nother lesson that I could teach on, on the riches of his glory in Christ. God provides, but we have to be willing, as I said, when we talked about in the lesson, he's not a God that uh, plays favoritism, but we also have to be willing to go through the steps that uh, other, when we look and say, well, he did it for so-and-so, why is he not doing for me? Well, are you willing to go through the steps that so-and-so went? Do you know the struggles that so-and-so went through you know are, are you in the word are you following the word or are you just reading the word and skimming across it and saying mm -hmm, I believe praise God hallelujah preach pastor preach right I, 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 is that all you're doing but are you truly walking in faith right we have to keep things like that in mind the next one God desires Luke 13 34 Jerusalem Jerusalem you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you, how often have I longed to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings? And you were not willing. He desires to bring in that comfort. He desires to bring us together, right? That's Luke 13 and 34. The next one, God heals. Psalms 30 and 2. Lord my God, I call to you for help and you healed me. We refuse sometimes just to, and we don't even have to say it out loud. We can just sit in silence and say, Father God, your word in Psalms 30 and two says, if I call to you, you will help. You will heal me and just call out to him. You can be sitting in the middle of chaos. You can be sitting in the middle of your office. You can be in the middle of grocery shopping and say, Lord, I need you to heal me. And nobody knows the conversation that you're having with the father, right? Uh, uh, uh. Lastly, God delivers. Romans 7, 25. Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ, our Lord. He delivers. Being able to say, 
Thank you, Lord, for delivering me. Thank you, Father, for loving me, right? And we have to keep in mind what impresses humans does not impress God, right? And, and the things that we should do and the way that we go about tasks, right? The way that we deal with getting help for our weaknesses and, and bringing them to light. God, God's not worried about how the humans going to handle it. He's saying, bring those things to me, right? He wants that light in our lives. He don't want us walking around just bogged down with 3,000 bags of uh, um, shame, blame, and guilt, and you may even try and package it in nice Louis luggage. You may try and package it in nice $10,000 Gucci luggage, you know, but you still carrying that same baggage. It's time to let that go. And the one thing throughout scripture, God is consistently, consistently from the beginning to the end of the 66 books, consistently chosen human weakness as a path for his grace. So when you're feeling down, when you're feeling weak, when that fear comes in around any of those emotions, just remember how many from in all of the 66 books, all throughout it, how many were chosen from weakness, right? How many he went in and used for his path of grace, right? The apostle Paul, right? Afflicted with his physical weakness, right? The thorn in his flesh. You know, and what was God's response to that? Second Corinthians 12, nine. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. God has consistently chosen human weakness to display his power, right? If you look at it from the infertility of Sarah to the conception of the Virgin Mary, right? The thread of human, uh, of human inability that God answers with his infinite power. But all we have to do is realize God knows, God cares, God provides, God desires, God heals, and God delivers. Don't let your weaknesses, right? Don't let that fear build up. It's important to realize that meek is not weakness. Take all problems to God. That's my message for you guys tonight. I love y'all. I truly do. And remember, for yesterday is but a dream. Tomorrow is only a vision. But today, well lived makes every yesterday a dream of happiness and every tomorrow a vision of hope. Until next time, walk good, do good, be good. Y'all know how I close it out. Tornado, I'm out of here. I love y'all. I truly, truly do. And God loves you too. You all know the Torah. 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 Torah.